Hilcha Shabbos, Perak Tes Vav, Halacha Aleph. I mean, the Bishush Rabbim, a person may stand in the Bishush Rabbim and talk to Bishush Yachid Kulam and carry throughout the Bishush Yachid. And my person may stand in a Rishus Yachid and metal to Bishus Rabbim and carry in the public domain. As long as he's not carried outside of Amar Abbas. If he does carry outside of the Potter, he's Potter. Since he's standing in a different domain. So if a person is standing inside his house, there's no, there's no uh, uh, limitations. Menatera, uh, biblically, in terms of what he can move by reaching over into the public domain. Uh, he's restricted to four amas so he should not because otherwise he'll, maybe he'll come to carry next time when he's actually standing outside but reverse if a person is standing in the public domain he can reach over to the private domain and uh, move something as much as he chooses a person can stand in a public domain and open a door uh, in the Rosh Rabbin the Rambam is talking about a case where he's, he, there's a key involved and vice versa, if he's in the public domain, he can open a door in the Shosh So he's standing in the public domain. He uses a key to open the door in the private domain. He moves the door. So he's essentially causing the key to move, uh, to be transferred some distance, you know, whatever the distance the door swings in the private domain. But again, that's allowed because he's actually standing in a different domain. An animal whose majority was standing outside, but its head was sticking inside. So you may force feed it. And we're not worried that you're going to actually carry outside, uh, go outside to feed the animal. Of a gummel, regarding a camel, then not just the head, but the majority of the animal must be inside. Hell of a it has a long neck. So if if just the head is inside, we're worried you're going to actually end up carrying or or, or placing things outside uh, because that's where the majority of the animal is, and the part that's inside is somewhat somewhat differentiated from the animal. Halacha base. The person should not stand in the Bishush Yachid and bend over and, and drink water uh, in the Bishush Yachid. Let's say, for example, it's raining or there's a water fountain or a waterfall and he's bending over from, from the Bishush Yachid into the Bishush to drink or there's a wall and he's licking, drinking the water as it runs off the wall. Or in the public domain and drink in the private domain. Unless he, he causes his, the majority of his body to be in the domain which he is drinking from. Bamedvam were provided that what? When he is drinking using not just uh, not just leaning over and drinking the water off the wall, he actually has a vest like a cup and it's a, it's a uh, nice, uh, fancy or valuable cup uh, which he needs. So if, he's, if we're worried that if he's going to uh, uh, use that vessel to drink the water, He's going to not just um, use the cup to, to, to drink the, from the water while his head is sticking out into the Shushabim. He's going to bring the cup with him back to the Shushyachin. If it's, however, a cup that's not pleasant or not nice, uh, let's say disposable, which he does not need, or if, or if that, matter, that matter, let's say, uh, so the, the case over here is where there's a water pit. So he's, he's leaning over um, out of the Shushyachin and drinking water with a cup from the water pit. That's allowed only if it's a, 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 a non-valuable cup, like a disposable cup, for example. Well, back then it was disposable, but a cup that had, had little value. So we're not worried he's going to bring the cup back into his house. If, however, uh, the situation was the, the, the water pit was in a caramelist, which in itself is only to carry from or to, in that case, he's allowed to make sure only his, his head is inside, even though the rest of his body is not. Uh, excuse me, the, 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 his head is in the caramelist, the rest of his body is not. But even though he didn't cause the majority of his body plus his head to enter that airspace, it's okay because even if he, ca- even if he carries, it's only a. It's
So even if he ends up bringing the cup with him back into the into the Yachid, there's only a uh, bottom that's been transgressed, and therefore there's no need to prevent him from doing uh, a gazera that he can't drink from that water pit. A person may stand in Rishus and he's allowed to stick his hand out and collect the water that is flowing off a, uh, a, a drain pipe or a wall uh, while the water is, uh, is in the air, so to speak. In other words, it hasn't landed yet. Uh, it's still moving. Or from the wall. And they can drink it. He doesn't actually touch the wall, the drain pipe. He's collecting the water in his hands, but doesn't, but doesn't touch the drain pipe itself or the wall itself. If he does touch it, if the place he touched was higher than 10 off the ground and less than 3 Tvachim from the roof, so then what he's doing is it's as if he's uprooting the water from the roof, which is a private domain. If the pipe was four tefachim square, then regardless of whether or not it was ten tefachim off the ground, they call it minumayim and collect the water from it. It's forbidden. Why is not chayiv minatayra if it's a rishus yachid? If it's four tefachim square, because the water is not considered to be at rest. It's continuing to flow, and therefore it's not considered to be a state of a state of uh, of, uh, of rest. So the akira is not considered to be a real akira. The person, there's, let's say, a, a protrusion, like a, a large windowsill in front of a window. It extends into the shushavim. Like a miniature porch almost, but no sides. If it was more than 10 off the ground, you can use the area on it. Public domain only extends up to 10 off the ground. This place is higher than 10 so to take something off that place and put it, on, put it down in the shushavim. Or vice versa, is considered to be okay. The fiqh, therefore, uh, allowed to use the entire wall uh, and, um, with, with the exception of the lower, the lowest 10 tfachim. Um so the, so the idea over here is, is that, so not as I said before, it's not about, you can't, tr- not about transferring things from there into the Shusharabim. That's not the question. The question is, can you transfer from that 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 miniature porch into Rishosh The answer is yes. So, so transferring from that from Rishosh inside into that little miniature porch, that ledge outside, and vice versa, that's allowed to be done. When does that apply? It's only one uh, protrusion extending to the into the airspace of Rishosh Avil, however, what if you had two protrusions? Two ledges, one on top of the other, one below the other. Even though both of them are above ten tefachim, if uh, uh, if the upper protrusion has four tefachim by four tefachim, also you're not to use it because it's it's only shus. And the, and the uh, protrusion under it is another rishus. For us, each one makes the other one be forbidden. So he can't have two different rishus in one rishus. It's a contradiction. Therefore, they're both forbidden. Uh, the understanding over here, based on the shulchan aruch, is that since they're both owned by two different people, uh, you, they, 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 and they're not allowed to be, and they did not make an eruv, and therefore they cannot carry from one to the other. The chazal also placed, placed restrictions on the porches themselves. You cannot carry from them into the house or from the house onto them.
But what if neither of them are four tefachim square? They both may be used. Same thing applies to the entire wall up till the, uh, uh, except for the lowest, lowest ten tefachim, which are, of course, part of the Shush Rabbim. Uh, the entire wall may be used. What if the lower one was four tefachim square, but the higher one was much smaller, but did not have four tefachim? Only the, the top ledge can only be used directly outside the window, but the parts on either side, the part on the, that are either side, you can reach over from the window to the left or the right, and to use that part to carry things to the to that part or from that part into the house. is forbidden because the lower one. Which is his own independent Rishus makes the top one forbidden. Makes those parts of the top one forbidden. Halacha Zion. Anytime you have a situation where there's a protrusion into the Rishus Rabbim, you're allowed to use. When you use that and carry things from the house onto the porch and vice versa, you're only allowed to carry to and from it. Glass or earthenware items, things if they fall down to the shabbim, they'll break, and therefore you're not going to bring them back in the house. And other types of vessels that will not break necessarily, or food for that matter, as soon as forbidden. Perhaps you're going to drop them from the ledge or the porch onto the shabbim, and then you're going to go get back to the shabbim to pick them up and bring them back to the house. You're going to be high for carrying. Halacha. Two houses on two sides of the public domain, let's say across the street from each other, uh, throwing from one to the other above ten fachim, you are a potter. Uh, in fact, some manuscripts of the Ramam read mutter, that's forbidden, uh, permitted on the outset. No restrictions. Who provided Provided they both belong to the same person, or if there's if they're not the same persons, then they have an air between them. Even garments or um, excuse me, even garments or metal vessels which will not break if they fall down, you're allowed to throw them uh, because um, uh, since the house is at the same level, we're not worried you're going to miss uh, have bad aim and it's not going to fall because it's it's easy to throw from uh, to one place to another if they're both the same level. So carrying from to with the Shishrab in between, or throwing from with the Shishrab in between, is generally not allowed over here because the Shishrab does not extend above 10 Tvachim, and uh, uh, you're throwing above that level, that's why it's allowed, uh, because it's above the airspace of the, of the If it was one above the other and they were not equal, let's say from a first, first or uh, second floor of a building to a third floor across the street, or vice versa. Also, throw a garment or the like. It might fall and you'll bring it back. But a earthenware vessel and the like, which will break, you may throw, because even if they fall, they will break. You will not bring them inside. You have a pit in the and you have a, a window or an opening above it. So the... Um, the pit has like a little ball around. So you dig a pit in the ground that has water, and then there's like a little natural wall of sand, apparently, uh, around the opening of the pit. So it's like a natural natural wall, and that uh, the, the height of the wall outside the pit, above ground level, and the, de- and, the, and the depth of the walls of the pit dug below ground level can combine to a total of 10 tefachim. 
which makes it shachid malam and Shabbos, and you're allowed to take out of it on Shabbos. Uh, it's not a karmelis because it's ten tefachim total. It's not a karmelis, and therefore you can carry from there into the house. Medvam when this is applied, when the edge edge of the wall of the pit to the house was less than the four tefachim. Because if it's less than four tefachim, a person can't really walk by it, so therefore it's not part of the shabbim. It's just a karmelis. If it was more than that, then you may not uh, um, pick, uh, fill water from that pit and bring it into the house. Unless the actual natural wall of the pit, or the, or the whatever, whatever wall you have, the wall of sand or, or, or that surrounds the pit, was actually a full, complete ten tefachim tall. In that case, the bucket, as you're raising it out of the, out of the pit, and bringing it from the wall to the house is passing through a makamatur, which is because it's more than 10 tefachim above the ground. Uh, obviously, the bucket has to pass above 10 tefachim if the wall around the pit is 10 tefachim high, and the shushayab only goes up to 10 tefachim. So you're carrying from a shushayachid to a shushayachid through a makamatur, which is, of course, permitted. If, however, the space between the, between the pit and the house was less than 4 tefachim, uh, it's not necessary for the for the the wall around the pit to be ten tefachim high, because because even if you're carrying through uh, from a shushyachet to a shushyachet through a karmelis, uh, in this case the chacham uh, permitted it. Halacha yud ashpa b'shushyachet. If there's a garbage pile in a shushyachet, a garbage dump, gavaya asar tefachim. It's at least ten tefachim high. So there's a there's a basic a, a, a basic minimum amount of garbage basically, which is a, enough to create a pile of ten tefachim. And there's an opening on top of it. One may pour water from their window or their house onto it on Shabbos. So the reason why that's allowed, because uh, your, your house is Rishashiyachid, the garbage pile onto which you're pouring is also Rishashiyachid because it's 10 Tvachim tall. Presumably it's 4 Tvachim square, so it's Rishashiyachid. If it's less than 4 Tvachim square, it's a Vachim Petur. So it's for sure okay. But you're pouring from water from Rishashiyachid onto Rishashiyachid, it's going through. A makom b'tor because the airspace above Rishus, a the airspace above Rishus Rabim above ten tefachim is a makom b'tor, and the water lands still above ten tefachim because the garbage pile ten tefachim tall. Medvam when it's applied by Ashmas Rabim if it's a public garbage dump she ain't garkali uponis which is not you normally cleared away. Avos yachim if it's an individual garbage dump ain't sheif chalav you may not pour aleho onto it water shemet ispana perhaps it's to be cleared away if an individual sheif chenu kedarkal the person is going to pour the water out of his house into it. On Shabbos, without realizing it's been cleared away, and the water is going to fall directly on the ground, and hence he's poured from a Yachid into a Rishush So if you have a uh, water can, like a channel of water, a canal that passes through a courtyard, and the situation over here is that it passes through a courtyard which has a fence around it. So the area where the uh the the canal passes through the courtyard from one side to the other that part there's no fence it's not like there's a fence uh uh built across the water there's no fence in that location where the where the uh uh where the where the the canal uh passes through in and out of the courtyard in and on one side now the other side if the the depth in this case because means a depth if the canal, this, this is 10 tefachim deep, and it's 4 tefachim wide, a yas or more, a yas or more than that, until up to being 10 amas wide, uh, it may not fill water from it on Shabbos, 
into the courtyard, taken out, out of the canal into the courtyard. Unless you make a partition specifically for the courtyard at the entrance and the exits. You have to make some sort of makeshift partition for the uh, for the canal for the um, the canal itself where it enters and exits the courtyard in order to sort of uh, make the canal part of the general courtyard. So because it's at least 10 tfachim deep and 4 tfachim wide or more, that makes it its own rishos. It's like a karmelis. And to take from a karmelis into shashachin is not allowed. Um, however, if it's not 10 tfachim deep or it's not 4 tfachim wide, you may fill water from it without a mechitza because it's considered to be just part of the general courtyard. If this uh, this canal of water was at least 10 amas wide or more, even though it's not 10 tvachim deep, you're not allowed to fill water from it on Shabbos, unless you make separate special partitions for it, again, to uh, make it part of the courtyard. So you have to sort of extend the, the fence to you know, have some material which is very sturdy, which you can extend over the over the canals, even though, of course, it can't really rest on the water because the water is not a sturdy surface. It'll be it'll be a continuation of the fence that now encloses the entire courtyard uh, with the canal, a part of the canal inside it. Because uh, since it's more than ten tefachim wide, it's like a breach in in the courtyard. and it causes the the divide of the mechitzes to be nullified. So therefore, um, um, it uh, is considered to be a. Uh, a separate rishus from the courtyard, and you cannot carry it from the courtyard into the from the water. You can't draw water from the from the, from the canal and bring it into the courtyard. What's the law regarding carrying the entire courtyard if you have this ten tefachim wide breach? I mean, you have this canal which is ten tefachim wide. If you have from the fence jutting jutting out somewhat over the water a little bit, or on one side you have the fence jutting out over the water for tefachim. Only, only forbidden to carry from the water, from the canal, to draw water from that uh, irrigation canal into the courtyard. If there's no portion of the fence jutting out over the water, it's forbidden to carry the entire chatzar. Because the, uh, the um, uh, courtyard has been breached and opened up to the uh, this canal, which is a Carmelist. It's ten tefachim wide. It's a significant breach, and therefore the whole uh, Carm- uh, whole is considered to be open to a Carmelist, and it's forbidden to carry the entire chutzer like a Carmelist. What's the proper procedure to make a partition in the water? Again, the idea over here is to dis- distinguish the water in the courtyard from the water outside the courtyard and to make that part of the courtyard if it was above the water at least one tafach should be within the water if it was majority within the water at least one tafach may be sticking out of the water this is just necessary to designate and distinguish the water inside the courtyard from that which is outside the courtyard even though a karka, even though the mechitza will not reach the ground of the canal, since it has, since the the, the uh, um, since the actual wall is ten tefachim itself is ten tefachim high, or ten tefachim, ten tefachim from top to the bottom of the wall, it is permitted. 
But the Tirah Mechitza Tliya El Bayim Bavad, the only situation where you're allowed to have a Mechitza that's suspended, not touching the ground, so to speak. And that's okay, even though it's more than three Tvachim off the ground, only regarding the water. She is Tilt of Mayim Medivayim, the Isra of carrying on a body of water with our abundance, a Karmelis, Vaikila Mechitza, Sheena El Kadelasim Heker. They were mutter over here regarding this this partition because it's only a hacker to distinguish the water in the courtyard from the water out of the courtyard. So, Minatayr, the whole courtyard is a Rishush Yachid. The water in the courtyard is also part of the Rishush Yachid. It's just that the Chachamim made it into a Carmelis. And, um, um, so, Minatayr, the, 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 the courtyard is a Rishush Yachid. The water in the courtyard is also Rishush Yachid. So, therefore, it's, it's, it's like a double, the Rabbanon, so to speak, that, that the Chachamim made the courtyard into a Carmelis, and they made the water, uh, the, the canal into a Carmelis. That's also Rosh Hashanah, and Bechal carrying a Carmelis, excuse me, it's, it, it, yeah, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's, it's a Carmelis with Rabbanon, and Bechal carrying a Carmelis with Rabbanon, so the Chachamim, we're matter over here, they they said that the Mechitzik has to be 10 Tvach from top to bottom, even though it's not actually touching the bottom of the uh, canal, as long as it's uh, either sticking above the water one Tefach, or below the water, one tefach, but above the water, nine tefachim. It's a total of ten tefachim, part above the water, part below the water. Um, that's okay. Halachi yindal. Amas amayim reveres ben achatzeres v'chalenis k'psuch zalel. You have a water canal that is passing between courtyards, not within any any courtyard, but between courtyards. V'chalenis p'such zalel, and you have openings from the courtyards and the walls of the courtyards to the to this little this 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 water canal. If the canal doesn't have the shear of a rishus, which means it's not ten tefachim deep, or it's not four tefachim wide, then you're allowed to uh, lower buckets of water from the window and fill the water on Shabbos, because you're essentially, it since it's too small to be a rishus, so, um, So, so the area is considered the water canal is considered carmelis, and the and the, uh, uh, the 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 place where you bring the water through the window is considered makom petur, and therefore it's mutter. Medvam when this is when this is applied, but she ain't having flagas If the water channel is not removed from the wall, at least three tefachim. Avayim ha'isn of flagas me'akreis shashitvachim. If however the water channel was three tefachim away from the wall. So there's the water channel, there's uh, three tvachim of ground, and then you have the wall. A malamani may not fill from it. Unless you have little uh, dividers extending per- perpendicular, perpendicular to the wall and perpendicular to the, wa- to the water, uh, between the wall and the water, in that case, it, it joins the two. In that case, as if the, as if the canal is passing in the middle of the chatzah. Halacha tesvav ketzutzra a balcony shilmaila minayom which which is above the water vachalim b'seicha gavim mayim and there is like an opening in a window in its in in its in in the bottom in the floor of the balcony on top of the water a malin b'shabbos you may not fill water with the uh, from the water on Shabbos ela imkin also chitzik gavoyah sarat vachal unless you make a partition ten vachal tall agavim mayim on top of the water can I get the chalim shabbatzutzra Corresponding to the window, uh, to the to the para- to the perimeter of the window, in the floor of this porch. Or you have a uh, instead of ten tefachim, instead of a, a wall ten tefachim high around the around the the hole in the floor, you have a wall ten tefachim high below the wall in the floor. 
my view it is if it went down uh, extended all the way to the water just like you may fill from this uh, this hole in the floor which you made a uh, partition for you may also pour water into it into the uh, the uh, the water the body of water because ultimately you're pouring it from the porch into a carmelis you have a courtyard that's less than four amas square, so it's a smaller courtyard. You may not pour water into it on Shabbos, even though your house is a Rishas Yachid, and the courtyard is a Rishas Yachid, or a Makam Uh because it's actually smaller than four Tvachim square. So why not? The water quickly runs out in so even though biblically it's permitted, but it resembles uh, transferring water into the Rishos because it goes there so quickly and so immediately, even though it's essentially just being done by gravity. You have to make a, in order to be allowed to do this, you have to make a cavity, a pit, that can hold a cella worth of water, um, uh, excuse me, that can hold two saws, uh, which, uh, 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 in it, uh, a saw is about eight and a quarter liters. So this is about uh, 16 and a half liters of, of water. And by doing so, the water collects there first and then runs into the courtyard so it doesn't look as immediate. And therefore, the Chachamim don't restrict that. So, you have to build a. Uh, excuse me, I skipped. You have to build a pit, make a pit which is holds two. Two cells in the courtyard, or you can make the pit in the Rishon next to the chutzar, immediately next to, next to it. So there's no space between your courtyard. The water goes from the courtyard straight into the pit. It's the very first thing the water encounters as it flows into Rishon So the water should collect into that pit. Um, in that later instance, if you build the pit in the actual Rishon or just at the, at the edge of Rishon Rabbim, you have to make a dome, like a dome-like cover over the pit. So the pit will not be seen in the Rabbim, or from the Rishon Rabbim. Uh, so this way, it sort of is not is is not viewed as part of the Rishon Rabbim again, unless uh, and it, otherwise, of course, again the same problem applies. You're going to be what looks like pouring water that goes directly into Rishon Rabbim. So therefore, the the, the dome-like cover will prevent that. From appearing that way, a courtyard and a patio next to it are combined to calculate this shira for amis. So therefore, if the if the courtyard has for amis square, you may pour water into it because it's large enough. That's not considered like you're pouring directly into shushabim. In order to arrive at that measure for amis square, you can use the chutzer, the courtyard, as well as the patio next to it. Now some mathematics. What is the size of a hole, a pit, that holds two saws? A half ama square is, must be the, the, the dimensions of the width and length of the pit, and three-fifths of an ama high. If the hole in the ground was able to contain only less than two saws, um, you're allowed to pour water uh, water into the courtyard so that it fills up enough to fill up that pit, but no more. If it could hold two saws, 
or, or, or more than two so then the shave khala fit shish so wash mine we even pour 60 so of water after shame mine is gabu via fit even the water will overflow and eventually spill to the outside again the whole problem is only midrabonon and once you make a uh, pit that holds two so to make a statement to yourself that you're not allowed to pour directly into the shabim. It's just that it collects in in the pit and then goes to the shabim. You're not going to come to actually carry and transfer to the shabim on Shabbos. But when does this all hold true? During the rainy season, shachatzeres miskalkalis when all the courtyards are muddy. Uh, and most of the rain pipes are dripping lots of water anyway. No one's going to look at this situation of uh, of uh, the water flowing to the shabim. That you're pouring and say that oh my gosh this guy is using the shushu on Shabbos because anyways lots of water no one knows for sure, for sure where it's coming from and no one's gonna say that the water is going from your kayak to shushu they're not it's not gonna resemble you know there's two problems first of all you can't appear to yourself that you're carrying on Shabbos that's so gonna make you too comfortable transferring to the shushu and it's also inappropriate that onlookers will will, will see the that you're pouring water into the shushu on Shabbos. During the rain, during the summer season, if, it could, if the if the, if the pick could hold two saw, you can only pour two saw no more because uh, you don't want it to flow into shushurabim. If it's dry outside, people see water flowing into shushurabim, so it's very clear that you're causing the transfer ultimately. So it's asmid rabbanon. If it could hold less than two saw, you may not pour any water into it at all. Excuse me. Uh, a drain through which water is poured and it's hollow and the water flows and goes under the ground. It ultimately comes out in an opening in the Shushurabim. Similarly, a gutter that you pour water into its opening. And the water flows down the wall. It goes down to the Shushurabim. Even if the wall was 100 cubits high or, the, or long, and the stretch of drain under the ground was 100 cubits long, you're not allowed to pour water into the, into the drain of the gutter or the opening of this uh, uh, drain pipe. Because the, 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 uh, the water goes from Yukayach directly into the Shusharab. It doesn't stop anywhere in between. What you should do is pour the water outside the drain, and then that goes into the drain, so therefore it's not considered like you're going directly into the Shushadabim. When it's supplied by Mesachama during the summer, when everything is dry, when during the winter time, the rainy season, you can keep pouring through the drain, uh, the drain pipe or the gutter, and again, again, without a problem, because most of the uh, the pipes are full of water. But other and the person wants the water to uh, uh, to be absorbed in its place. Therefore, and, and not to flow into the shushab and dafke. So therefore, he has no interest in the water dafke going into shushabim. And therefore, it's less of a uh, the malacha that's happening, or the or the quasi malacha of the of the water. Being transferred to Shrab is not in his interest, and therefore it's less restrictive. If the water pour into this drain pipe or gutter, we go into a caramelist. In that case, if the opening is a caramelist, then even in the summertime you can pour. The whole idea of you pouring into a, uh, uh, indirectly from, from, from your, your uh, power, it ultimately ends up in the caramelist. 
is not our, is only is, is not the chum. We're not going over there. Transferring to a karmelis, but chlal carrying there is only the rabbanon. And this whole idea of pouring water, the water going from near koyach, eventually landing in a shushabim is only is isma darabanon. And in the case where it's a karmelis, it's two darabanon, so the chum wouldn't go. So the fichah therefore mutli shpechal alkosa asvina. You may pour water down the side of the boat, the wall of the boat. Here the the yom and the and that water down, then goes down into the ocean because you're transferring from shushayachid into a karmelis. The ocean is a karmelis. And it's uh, only from your kayak. You shouldn't pour directly over the side of the boat into the ocean, uh, e- e- even if the, the place you were pouring from is above 10 tvachim of the, above the water, apparently. Interesting enough, you still shouldn't do that, it seems, but you, sh- you could pour down the side of the boat, and, that way, and there it flows into the water. Because you're causing an indirect transfer from a shashayachid into a karmelis. So that's two darabonons. It's a karmelis, and it's indirect. What about drawing water? What about drawing water from the ocean onto the ship? You want to drink, or you want to use the water to wash yourself. So you should not draw water from the ocean when he's on a boat. Unless he makes a protrusion like a plank, which is at least four tvachim by four tvachim over the over the ocean, extending from the ship. When does this apply? That he has to make this uh, this extra shushayachid sticking out, so that he can draw water. If the ship was uh, deep in the water and it was less than ten tefachim off the ground, so he's transferring from a karmelis into a shushayachid. Uh, so therefore, that is the rabbanon. So 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 by therefore making the um, making the plank four tefachim by four tefachim wide outside the ship causes that to be permitted. So the, the plank, which is four tvachim by four tvachim, we view it as if it extends down to the actual, uh, the actual ocean. Now, um, when the ship was within ten tvachim from the water, if it was above ten tvachim above the water, then you can stick out a protrusion of any small size and fill water, just as a hacker. Because you you are transferring water from the ocean, which is a caramelis, into the ship, which is which is yachid, through the airspace above the the water surface, which is above ten tefachim. That's a makabtur. The The reason for this is just to make a, a distinction, uh, to remind yourself that you're not supposed to carry from a caramelis into into a shushayachid. It's only because it's being done through a makabtur. A person is in a karmelis reading from a scroll. We're talking about a scroll that has sacred text. That's just a random scroll that has random uh, content. And then this, the, 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 the scroll un, uh, uh, rolls out of his hand and, and, uh, and unravels. Uh, and it ends, uh, the, the end of it ends up in the Rosh And he's in a karmelis. And part of it still, is still in his hand. If it rolled four amis, um, more than four amis, and I, I think the Rama means it rolled at least four amis into the Shusharabim. Uh, they just turn it over so the, 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 the safer is not exposed and you leave it because we're worried that if you're going to bring it back to yourself, you, you're going to end up carrying on Shabbos because it rolled from a caramelist into a Shusharabim. Uh, perhaps if in that example we're worried that the entire school might roll away next time and you're going to carry it for Amis from the Shusharabim back to where you're sitting in the Carmelis and you end up carrying on Shabbos if it rolled within for Amis 
Again, I think it means it rolled, may have rolled more than four Amas away from you, but it's less than, less than four Amas in the Rosh Hashabim. Um, you can you can wind it back and roll it back to yourself. The chenim is gagol shabim. If you're in a carmelis and it rolls into a shushas yachid, gadol etzla you roll it back to yourself. Because again, a carmelis to a yachid is more lenient. You're not you know there's no even if you go and carry it back, there's no isderaisa there's no isderaisa happening because uh, you're allowed to carry biblically from a shushas yachid to a carmelis even more than for amis. What if you're you're reading in a shushas yachid? Let's say in your house. Let's see, in your house, on the table, it rolls off the table, out the window, and it rolls down the side of the wall of your house. If it, or it's long enough that it, that it ends up touching the ground when it rolls down, uh, when, it, when it comes to rest, you turn it over so that the, the, the writing is not exposed. If it didn't rest, so it's still dangling in the air, it's not, not that long of a scroll. It was dangling in the air, did not touch the ground, so you can roll it back up, back to yourself. Chaf base. Maver person moves a thorn, let's say, for example, a broken glass bottle, that the public should not uh, uh, damage them, get, get injured. If it's in the public domain, you move it less than four amas at a time. So let's say you do it, move it three and a half amas at a time, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. And then eventually you move it away from where there's traffic. If it was a Carmelis, you can even carry it normally 100 amas because there's no Isidur Isa, so the Chacham were make regarding carrying it in this fashion. A dead body, a corpse that, that began to rot and become very uh, putrid. Nobody's able to stand the smell. The, the neighbors can't stand the smell. You can take it from Shiach to a Kamlis. Uh, here, the issue also might be Kavit Hames, not to have people. Scorning the dead body, um, because of its unpleasant uh, cause of smell. Someone goes into the ocean to bathe, and in which context he may do that on Shabbos, his whole conversation. But let's say for whatever reason he was allowed to, because when he comes out of the ocean, he should benagav atzmai. He he should dry himself again uh, in in the, the the way that's prohibited uh, permitted to do on Shabbos. Unless he carries, he might come to carry the water for Amos in a Carmelis. Uh, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it rains on a person, you can't, you can't uh, uh, prevent that. And also the water, the water quantity is not as much. Over here, where it's preventable, and a person should do whatever he can to, to, not, to have, not to come to carry the uh, water on him for Amos. The Amos is Carmelis rather than Mr. Shabbat because presumably... Uh, um, as he's walking out of the water, even uh, once once his head comes out of the water, he's and he's walking towards the seashore. That's still considered a problem of carrying. He should dry himself off, like walk, walk, wipe the water off himself while he is walking uh, out of the out of the ocean. Uh, of course, be careful not to squeeze the uh, the water out of your hair or anything of that nature. This is also relevant for people who would use the ocean as a mikvah on Shabbos.